I'm on a highway to hell. I'm on every FBI list imaginable, so I just gotta keep it away, because, like, they're gonna drone me one day. What was that? Now, I've never claimed to be any business or finance guru or genius. I'm just a lonely blue-collar plumber, but... I can almost guarantee that if I were to go into a customer's house and tell them that I was on several FBI watch lists and that I was expecting to be droned by the U.S. government at some point, don't know if that would go over well. But please, go on about this whole painting mobile grip that is supposed to stop your supporters from giving woke cell phone companies their money. You all have a phone. You all are going to use it. Well, you can give your money to AT&T, who has in the last month tried canceling Newsmax, who the month prior to that took off OAN out of millions of homes, They're at, the parent company is actively attacking conservative mindset. Again, nothing extreme. It's Newsmax and OAN. It's just the stuff that we all believe. There's nothing extreme about Newsmax and OAN. I don't know. Maybe tell that to the Capitol Police officers who were attacked by thousands of supporters watching channels just like that who believe the bullshit that they were spewing. But please, do continue with this amazing fucking idea you have that I'm sure you get no percentage of. So if you're going to have a phone, you can give your money to AT&T that you believe, or you can go to Patriot Mobile. Like, it's that simple. Now I know Don Jr. with his collapsed nasal passages, I wonder what that's from, is too thick in the dome to understand this, but if any of his followers happen to be watching this, that's not how it works. The amazing part about the cell phone service, Patriot Mobile, that Don Jr. is hawking here, is that the whole premise is to stop spending your money at woke cell phone companies like AT&T or T-Mobile or whatever a woke cell phone company is, and instead give it to a Christian conservative carrier. But here is the thing. The Christian conservative carrier doesn't have its own <laughs> national infrastructure. So it just rents excess capacity from woke cell phone companies like T-Mobile and AT&T. So its customers are basically owning the libs by paying Patriot Mobile, which then just pays the woke cell phone companies that Patriot Mobile claims they are the alternative to. Anyway, you can use the code Don Jr. for free activation. So let me just see if I have this right. So you don't want your supporters and followers of your father to pay woke cell phone companies like AT&T any money. So what you want them to do is first pay you and your grifter cronies the money so that they can pay AT&T. <laughs> and that wasn't all from Grift Pack 2023. Everybody was getting in it this year. Here's Don Jr.'s pet, Kimberly Gargoyles, hawking her precious metals from her website. And supporting both companies who hate you and use your money to further their political agenda. So go to Kim's Metals, it's kind of catchy, dot com to learn more. That's kimsmetals.com. <laughs> oh, man. The lack of self-awareness and the absolute hypocrisy it takes for that woman to spew out of her mouth the fact that she thinks woke people in woke companies are using money to further their political agenda is just <laughs> incredible to me. And don't worry, there's even more, and this is where it gets even better, because Donald Trump has a new book he's selling. Did he write it? Nope. Is it anything pertaining to do with his policies? Nope. It's a new picture book. 
actually what it is. It's a compilation of letters that people have written to Donald Trump. You know, from only the greatest American patriots, such as Joel Osteen. You know, the megachurch guy who, between him and his wife, ever reported $200 million, but somehow got $4.5 million in forgivable PPP loans during the pandemic for their church. And Kim Jong-un. Yep, the maniacal and brutal dictator of North Korea, who many times Donald Trump claimed to have a love affair with. So how much is Donald Trump going to make people, his supporters, in fact, pay for just a bunch of letters written to Donald Trump? Well, if in case you're wondering, here you go. $99. Tell me about inflation. Oh, wait, it gets even better. Because for the low, low price of just $400 that I'm sure every hard-working American can afford for this shitty book, you can have it signed by Donald Trump, too. But wait, there's more. Because if you wanted a hat made in China, some different shitty book, and Don Jr.'s book that he can't get rid of, you can pay the low, low price of just $1,000. Actually, $1 lower, $999. Right. Well, let me get this straight. The same people that believe that Joe Biden is leading to, to financial ruin, the same people that are complaining about American people not being able to afford gas for their car or a carton of eggs to feed their family, now want you to spend $1,000 on a Make America Great hat in two books? I shit you not, people, and that's not even the best part. If you thought that was comical, if you thought that Donald Trump literally selling a book for $400 that is just letters that people have written to this moron is crazy, then you're going to get an absolute kick out of the publishing team that put this grift together. Check out this all-star lineup of degenerates. Will you take a look at this publishing team, just full of award-winning publishers. You got Donald Trump, Maria Pinagrigio, I Have a Really Big Head, Charlie Kirk, I Didn't Lose Any Elections Whatsoever, Carrie Lake, Don Jr., and Marjorie Taylor Greene. Now, I'm very aware that this is a free country, and you can spend money on whatever you choose, however you choose. But if you're going to spend $1,000 on a hat and two books, or $499 on a book that is just filled with letters written to the worst president in American history, or even $100 just for the book that's unsigned, I don't want to hear a peep, not a word out of your mouth about inflation or you struggling to pay for anything. So go ahead, send them your money. I know you're gonna stick it right next to your NFT cards and the other picture books this guy's got, but don't be complaining to me and don't be asking the federal government for assistance because you've given every dollar you've had to the biggest con man, the biggest grifter that this country has ever seen in his entire family. Donald Trump and his associates have never once had your back, never once had the interest of the American people in mind. This whole thing about making money and consolidating power, and he's continuing to do that whether he plans on being president again or not, he's going to continue to grift this way. And very much like we've seen in the past, we know his supporters are going to continue to throw money they don't have into Donald Trump's pockets. They're going to continue to throw money at anybody in his family that claims they're for this country, that claims they have the best interests of the American people at heart, when in reality, we know that's a complete load of shit. Midas Touch is so close to 1 million subscribers, we can smell it. So if anybody has not subscribed over there yet, please go hit the subscribe button. Tell them Boston Bryant sent you. Until then, keep fighting for democracy, and let's hold these people accountable. The best part of waking up? Maggot Tears in my cup. Check out the new Maggot Tears mug available now at store.midastouch.com. That's store.midastouch.com. If you are 64 or older and have not checked this yet, your $3,600 benefit is still available and you need to watch this full video right now. If you are seeing this video and are over the age of 64 on Medicare, then your location qualifies. The best part about the $3,600 flex card is it covers the cost of rent, utilities, groceries, 
medicine, and even dental work. This once-in-a-lifetime flex card is helping millions of seniors across America. But be warned, this program is coming to an end soon, and today will be the last time you see this video. Those who fail to claim their flex cards will miss out on this amazing opportunity. Click the little four button right. and simply answer the questions on the next page. And it will tell you that you pre-qualified, and they will send you a flex card directly to your in your mailbox. I recommend this to all seniors on Medicare. Get yours now by tapping below and making the call. Is that it? Shit, that was great. This looks great. There's a Bible copied from ancient text by Billy Carson. Billy Carson's awesome. Yeah, he's pretty brilliant. Man, check it out. I mean huge, so we're really, really excited about that. Just trying to continue to add more value to the platform, all right? Trying to add more value to the platform. <clears throat> 
My asthma has been acting up a little bit, guys, so I might have to clear my throat a few times tonight. Just bear with me on that. I see everyone filling up in the chat right now. Please make sure you guys click the like button and make sure you share this video. We'll be going in tonight to talking about, you know, where's the Bible, uh, you know, copied from ancient texts. It's a valid question, question mark. And one thing I'm going to do to make sure that this video does not get demonetized and that, that it does not get deleted is I'm going to continue to ask questions, but I'm also going to then read from a PowerPoint which I created based on actual facts on the mainstream research centers, right? So where they teach, mainstream colleges and universities teach on using their sources. So there's nothing that can be done to take this video away from the masses. Everyone needs to hear this. Everyone needs to learn this. Right? Everyone. Sure. And whatever denomination you may be, all of the texts can be considered holy. None of them should be considered holy. Okay, good point there. Made by LFS. Appreciate you. Incredible. So it's going to be a great night tonight. And this podcast is not to put anybody down or demote anybody or make anybody feel down. I'm just going to be sitting and sitting back. It's not going to be, you know, um, going crazy and trying to bash people. It's just all about facts, factual data, factual information. I'm pretty sure you, you a lot of you know that, um, or you've heard me say, I should say, that one of the biblical texts is being copied from ancient tablets. Now, this would be like a five-hour podcast if I went through all the texts. So I'm going to break it up into episodes. This will be the first of about three or four episodes that I'm going to do tonight. I'm going to start off with the basics in the very beginning. I'm going to go to the very, very beginning, like starting with Genesis. By the time I get to the third or fourth episode of doing this, I'll be all the way into the New Testament. Because a lot of people say, well, that's how it was, you know, and, you know, it was just, that was the Old Testament, and the, the, the New Testament is something totally, no, it's not something totally different, it's still plagiarized, it's all plagiarized, including the words of Yeshua, aka Jesus, his words come, come out of ancient texts as well. And we're going to look at that throughout this little mini-series of podcasts that I'm going to do regarding uh, the biblical text from the ancient Sumerian tablets, Okay. First, let me try to get this uh, PowerPoint all set up here. I have one here for you guys. I'm going to open it up and I'm gonna save it as a PDF and upload it. Meanwhile, I see everybody in the chat room building up. I appreciate it. Please make sure you share this information. Share the link to this video. I want to get as many people on this video as possible so that the people can begin to learn what the heck is going on out here and what, they're, what they are um, believing in. Now, what they're believing in. What are the sources of what you believe in? The reason why I decided to do this this way is because you have to be, begin to present people with information that is, that is backed by sources that they can look up on their own, that they can then begin to get an understanding that, oh, there is a lot more to the story than I thought. This one book that we've been reading is not the only end-all and be-all source of information. As a matter of fact, a lot of the information in here was copied from other books and tablets and texts from all around the world. And that's what I intend to do across this series. I'm going to call it a mini-series that I'm going to do on uh, ancient texts, uh, a Bible coming from ancient texts being copied from ancient texts. 
that's going to take me through quite a few books and scriptures and, ta and tablets. Tonight we're going to look at the, some of the Enuma Elish. We're going to look at the Epic of Gilgamesh. Uh, and we're also going to look at the Debates, which is another Sumerian tablet that very few people know about, which talks about the story of Cain and Abel. That's about all we'll have time for tonight because, like I said, I can make this into a five or six hour show, but we're going to break it up into pieces. That's how we're going to do it, all right? Pretty interesting stuff tonight. And I want to thank everyone for taking their time to come on here. And then I have a very special announcement because I have a very special impromptu podcast that I'll be doing tomorrow night. And you're not going to want to miss this one. Matter of fact, I'm going to show you. Uh, oh, wait. Let me put it up at the end. The cover, the thumbnail cover for this one is going to be dynamic. It's going to be something uh, sensational, I should say. All right, very sensational. So, with that being said, let's start talking about the biblical text. First of all, we're talking about the, the, the civilization that lived in Mesopotamia. Now, Mesopotamia is an ancient region which used to, in ancient time, encompass part of Africa. Now, due to the modern era and the redrawing of uh, of boundaries, you see where Africa starts, but Africa extended up into the Middle East in that time frame. As a matter of fact, in the Sumerian tablets, they call some of the first peoples there the black-faced people, and these people were part of the African continent. Over time, as Mesopotamia became Iraq and Iran and the Middle East, and there's a whole story behind that because we know that the Arabs invaded that region. Uh, they attacked, they killed a lot of people in order to subdue the land and subdue the area, including Egyptians. <clears throat> and this is not anything that I'm going to actually anybody, it's just a fact. <clears throat> they teach you this when you go to Egypt. I mean, the story is right there in Coptic Cairo. Arabs came in and they slaughtered millions upon millions of Egyptians and the rest who survived, they forced them to speak Arabic, which is why today most Egyptians have no clue how to speak Egyptian. They also have no clue what their hieroglyphs actually say. They just, just, just started teaching hieroglyphs again in school in Egypt about three years ago. Wow. Okay, so there's generations of Egyptians that can't even read hieroglyphs. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible stuff. No matter what you look at, <clears throat> when you look at religion, <clears throat> it always tends to seem like uh, just so many, many, many um, situations where there's people being slaughtered to, to force a particular belief system on a group of people. It never seems to be truly done out of love. Okay? It never seems to be truly done out of love. Thanks again. And so, you know, it's just pretty interesting because when you look at the life of a person that's heavily into religion, believing in the one God system, and there's a couple of different religions there, not just Christianity. <clears throat> Primarily, they all have the same end belief. And if you don't believe in this deity, the end result for you will be death. <clears throat> Permanent death and suffering, but not death that you would disappear and never come back. Death that you are dead in the body, in the physical form, but eternal life of suffering going on and on and on. Some of these cultures believe that, you know, if they die in the flesh, 
and committing these acts of, uh, these egregious acts, I should say, like, you know, suicide bombings and things like that. Um, but they believe that they're going to go to an afterlife in a paradise. Shop Michael's lowest prices of the season. Stay store-wide and online now through March 26th. They're going to get a special gift from Allah. They're going to get given, they're going to be given virgins. Usually it's about 13 virgins is the belief system, right? 13 virgins. And you know, when I first heard that, I was asking myself a question like, thank you, Latoya Ray. I was asking myself a question like, why would I want 13 virgins to commit suicide and kill people and do these acts in the name of Allah, right? These egregious acts against other people on the planet, flesh and blood people. Um, why in the world would I want 13 virgins? Because if I'm going to be living eternally and living forever, as these people seem to believe, wouldn't I want unlimited virgins? <laughs> what happens when I run through the 13? I mean, can I get the unlimited version package? I just want to kill myself with a bomb, you know? These are the things that make me think. I just have to ask these questions to myself sometimes when I'm sitting around. I just, you know, I think about these things. It just makes me, you know, big to ask a question like, hmm, 13 virgins. I'm going to live eternally. I can only get 13. Nobody thought to ask for the unlimited package? I'm just asking. I'm asking for a friend, okay? I'm joking what you got. But you see what I mean? I'm making fun and I'm being funny, but at the same time, I'm showing you when you really begin to analyze some of this stuff, it sounds so crazy. Like there's no basic logic behind it. You know, if you look at the other part of the religion, right? On the flip side, Christianity. You know, um, I've got to be lucky because at the right exact time, I've got to ask that last forgiveness from Jesus so I can make it into heaven. It's just, I got this last, I got to time it right, right before I die. Like, I just got to time it right, right before my, my heart, my last heartbeat and my last breath. I got to time it just right so I can get that last forgiveness out. Because if I miss that last forgiveness, I'm not going to make it to heaven. And then guess what's going to happen? I'm going to perish and suffer for all eternity in a lake of fire <laughs> lake of fire and what that tells me a lot about christianity and me talking to a lot of christians and knowing the bible inside and out upside down better than 99 percent of the pastors that are out there you come to realize something very interesting the majority of people not all not all listen to me not all but the majority of people that are christians only Christians for self-preservation. They're only caring about one thing and one thing only. I had a pastor uh, tell me this. Yeah. I'm doing this just in case it's <laughs> right. Just in case this information is accurate. This is a backup plan so I don't burn in hell. It's a self-preservation tool. In other words, 99% of the people that are doing that are following that religion are only doing it because they're afraid to burn for all eternity in a lake of fire, which was added to the Bible by the Catholic Church, by the way, <laughs> in the second century. Okay? So it's pretty interesting. Yes, uh, Cash Cow, I'm going to talk about the Pentagon and the report of the mothership. I'm going to do a special pop-up podcast on that. That won't be tonight, because there'll be a special pop-up podcast on that tomorrow. Thank you.
And so it's a self-preservation thing. People are actually afraid of dying and suffering for all eternity in this imaginary lake of fire. But I began to realize the more I analyzed ancient texts and tablets and scriptures and cylinder scrolls and papyruses and biblical canonized texts, that heaven and hell is a state of mind. The more ancient sages and wisdom keepers that I went and met all around the world and talked to and sat with in the bushes and everything else, it's all about a state of mind. And that people that believe in the religious texts uh, as being a, a real heaven and a real hell, and the hell being the biggest fear factor of it all, primarily are operating in fear. And there's no, where there's fear, there is no love. So if I'm doing this, these, these ritualistic acts on a daily basis and begging this outside source to forgive and save me all the time and trying to time it just right so I don't get, be cast into this eternal lake of fire and suffering for all eternity and all time's sake, what's really happening is I'm more worried about saving my own skin than really the religion. The religion is just a, the side thing there that happens to be around, but What's really happening is, just in case this thing might be real, I'm going to practice this thing, and I do mean practice, I'm going to do it um, as if you know, my heart's really into it, but when you dig down to, into the deep psyche of it all, the person is just into it for self-preservation. Think about this for a minute. Omniscient, omnipotent, all-loving never changing in all these terminologies that they like to tell you. And you understand that as to be a supposed fact, never question it. Then at the same time, you can be quote unquote cast into a lake of fire for all eternity for punishment and torment for sins that supposedly according to that same book and text, you had committed before the foundation of the earth. In other words, you were born heathen you were born a sinner, you were born this and born that. You're told that you're this person and that you're that person and you're so evil and then you're coming out of the womb as this evil entity before you even have a chance to form your very first thoughts, cohesive thoughts. Then as you're growing up, you're told and programmed and it's beaten to your head nonstop that you're a bum, you're a loser, you're a sinner, you're nothing, you're worthless until you get on your knees and grovel. And then you tell me that that's an all-knowing, all-loving God that you're worshiping. When in true reality, it's a big fear factor. And all you're doing is trying to save your own skin by following the rituals and hoping that in the end, it was accurate. And the evidence of this is the fact that you don't do any research. Didn't, you don't know what I'm about to tell you tonight because you never looked into it. You never dug into the original version of the biblical text and source of the material and where it came from. You didn't break it down. Aramaic, like I did, into the original tongues to figure out what the original text that was converted into some of the testaments were saying. You didn't look at the Torah. You didn't learn Hebrew. I have books here where I study Hebrew text. You didn't break down the Hebrew text to find out where the Torah got its information and then break those down into even more ancient texts to see what the source material was. I just took a hook, line, and sinker and said, you know what, this is what I got to do because everybody told me I had to do it. If I don't do it, I'm going to suffer for eternity. 
So this is a big part of why I do what I do. It's about education. It's about awakening. It's about showing people that before you jump head first into something and stay with it for the rest of your life, maybe you should take a pause and drop some of that fear and start digging a little bit deeper just so you can get a better understanding. And after that, if you still feel that that's a thing for you, phenomenal. I have plenty of friends that are Christians, plenty of friends that are Muslims. Hey, we get along great. We hang out. We do great things together. So, but at the same time, hey, they know where I stand and I know where they stand. The day after having the knowledge and the wisdom, if that's for them, that's for them. That's phenomenal. So at least give yourself the opportunity to make a look and see more information about what you have literally programmed yourself to believe in and also your offspring and their offspring and their offspring for future generations. What are you beating into somebody's head? Tonight, we're not going to go deep into a lot of the logistics of it. We're going to be talking about source material. Where did some of this stuff come from? There's so much that I've got to do in stages because it's a lot of sex, all right? Keep this video safe from demonetization. Keep it uh, running. I'm going to use source material. And that source material primarily is from the Encyclopedia Britannica. And so for that case, I don't have to worry about safety culture. So you pray too. I agree with what you said about Christianity, but I'm programmed to pray. Praying is phenomenal. I pray every single day. And that's a great question. See, a lot of people think that I don't believe in God because I don't believe in religion. <clears throat> and the fact of the matter is, and I've said this a thousand times, and some people are just finding me for the first time. I believe in a creator of the universe, of the multiverse even. Because why? My studies in quantum physics have showed me there is proof and evidence that we are living inside of a creation. That there is a creator of all, and that this creation is imbued with divine energy. And that divine spark that created everything in the entire multiverse is in every single atom in my body. And because of that, I am divine, and the divine is divine. So that means I am God and God is me. We are all God walking in the flesh. As a matter of fact, God is experiencing what it's like to be a human being in the third dimension of walking in the flesh in each and every one of us. Each and every one of us. There's only one entity. There's only one consciousness. The fact that Lacey Clark uh, maybe somewhere across this planet watching this and I'm sitting here across the other side of the planet watching this, doesn't mean anything. There's only one person. When I'm talking to J.C. Clark and you guys, I'm talking to myself. And when J.C. is talking to other people, he's talking to himself. We are all slightly different expressions of the same one consciousness. Separation is an illusion. Distance is an illusion. Pretty profound stuff, man. Hello. Hello. Have you been alright? <laughs> so lonely, lonely, lonely. Yeah. That's what I say. <laughs> oh, guys. Oh, I
those, uh, there's a pair of, they're two white, two white, uh, they're like brothers and that I would want to uh, keep them together. And uh, there's this other one too, it's, it's, you might think it's, you might think it's very pretty and you can, you can have it, but uh, you know, I have to catch up to that. How do you, um, what, how do you, uh, you know, kind of integrate your, all your roosters, keep, keep a bunch of roosters together? Get it. Yeah, did I tell you I got a, a well, a uh, like new uh, used incubator? For, what, these are yeah. the baby chickies. Oh. Yeah, those, okay. those, yep. those need to be out of there. Yeah, yeah, here, let me put them into this nice little cage you gave me before. <coughs> Say hi. Hi little chicky boys. Hi little babies. Okay. Okay, how are you guys doing, huh? Hi. Hi Mimi. Oh, look at those pretty babies. Oh, so cute. Oh, oh look 
good job. Very cute. Thanks, baby doll. Sorry, I'm gonna get you some water immediately. My little friend. Hi, my new friend. Welcome. Great. They look like they're parched. Let me get some water immediately. Get Scram! Beautiful. She has those cute ducks. The what do they call it again? A Creole, old English Creole. Old English Creole. That's such a cool name too. Did the, did the boy pass? Um, it's probably snagged by a bobcat. I've got some more growing babies growing up, so they uh -huh. all have another boy. Uh, I mean, they're just radiated babies right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. But I'll have more one day. Correct. Yeah, thanks. Okay, so, um, let's see. This guy, the old Lance, he's so beautiful, but, uh, you know, I just can't, um, you know, he doesn't, he, he don't get along with my other birds. So. Why are we in Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, quickly. So, you're gonna... Okay, do you want this guy? Great. He's pretty, huh? But he's not, he's not tame. Come remember, baby girl. Come on, sweetie. I'm gonna put the peahen in here, uh, up top. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's see. Oh, oh yeah. You wanna uh, pull the peahen out and we'll, we'll trade places with these guys. Come here, baby doll. Come here, sweetie. Come here, sweetie pie. Come on, sweetie. Come on, don't be like that. You're very beautiful, but you're gonna go. Ooh, she's so pretty, sir. Oh, so nice. So nice. Hi, girl. Hi, my sweetheart. Welcome. Oh, she's very beautiful. She's got wide eyes. Wide eyes? Yeah. That's why they get white spots on your teeth. Really wow, she's, she's actually kind of mellow. Well, most the time, she's, she's actually kind of fun up today because that wasn't much fun catching her. She's been in a crate for yesterday. Aww. I caught her at night, and I fear we're going to be going over early. So, uh, here. welcome, girlfriend. So she was in a crate for a long time yesterday. Aww. Oh, then, no, uh, poor sweetheart. Here, let me get her some more. Yeah, he's beautiful. So, so yeah, so he got to go. And he's also, uh, 
He's also kind of like, uh, he's aggressive with my uh, smaller cocks, you know, so I'm looking out for my other cocks. <laughs> That's fun, fun to say. Yeah. Playful cocks are the best ones, right? <laughs> Playful cocks, yes. Joyful cocks. Joyful and appreciative cocks. <laughs> okay, um, let's see here. These little ladies, be oh my gosh, how beautiful. They can go in with that with them. I, um, yeah, the large, the large one. Yeah. And then. Um, okay. Okay, Baker, stand back, stand back, and stand by, <laughs> Doctor B. Hi, beautiful girl. Hello, beautiful girl. And How are you doing? The other one. Is Hi. Got one more. One more for you. Okay. Hi, beautiful girl. Hi, beautiful. Pretty baby. Hi, baby girl. Are you okay, huh? Is that too many? I'm gonna. I'm. I'll have to find a. I think I'll. I'll take the. So they kind of. Yeah, just you know, until I get a, get them. Yeah. Right. Let me see. And um, you know, eventually I'll get them. Maybe I'll pull the pull the little ones out and put them in another. You know. Yeah. Um, what, what do you think? Like, the, I think like three. Oh yeah, maybe I could. Whoa. Or you know what I should have done? I should have switched these. Which one? Oh, the little guy and that brown one. Oh, um, Carmi, yeah, that, that's Carmel, and um, this one is Snowy, Snow, Snow, Snowflake. If Snowflake. they have, if they have names, that means you gotta keep them. Yeah. Yeah. But, actually, he's, he's, uh, kind of around for siring purposes, kind of, but, uh, maybe I should, yeah, because he is very beautiful. And he, and he, um, you know, he fits in here. He's not tame, though, so. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll, uh, I, I can't, I can't part with Snowflake, he's, he's, lo he's like Ninja Chicken, he looks like Ninja <laughs> Chicken, huh? But he's, he's nice and tame, uh -huh. so, uh, and uh, he's also Guinness's son, uh -huh. you know, Guinness was the one that, my, my tiny, tiniest yeah. hand that got raped to death, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so you can, but, um, I'll catch, uh, uh Probably can't catch him. Um, no, he's too violent. But you can have him. You can have him. Um, what color? I don't know what color he is. Yeah, he's like very pretty. Um, let's see. Uh, this is Raphael. I'm, I'm keeping Raphael. He's, he's, he's got four bitches. So that's pretty good, right? Uh -huh. But, yeah, I'll, what I'll do is I'll switch the bitches. He'll have new bitches, and then uh, because they started eating our eggs in here, and um, you know, uh -huh. 
I know. So I think it's maybe a little bit too small and um, maybe not enough variety of food or, you know, like this, this like alfalfa seems to help out a lot. You know, they eat that. So maybe they're... You know. <laughs> Hi, baby. Yeah, they're drinking. Good. Hi, little Wispy. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not going to part with any of my uh, ceramicops. These are the good ones. These are the keepers. Hi, babies. Oh, good. You got you got a little friend. Yeah, look, and they're drinking now. Drinking, so they're, they're good. Oh, yeah, so you can, and here's this cute little guy. You can have him. Might be my tiniest hawk, and he's quite beautiful. Would you like? Would you like him? And yeah. and these ones are all ones that fight a lot. They've um, well, he, yeah, he gets he, he he's the smallest, so um, you know, he was in there for a while with Raphael, but they, you know, they were clashing, and he comes out here and he just gets wiped out by all these roosters, you know. Yeah. So, anyway, he's he's, okay. he 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 um, he will bite. <laughs> Um, but he, he kind of calms down, you know, uh -huh. uh, he would make a, I just haven't, I haven't worked, I haven't spent much QT with him, you know? QT, QT, okay, so you want him, yeah, okay, all right, come on, little baby, yeah, he's pretty, look, he's very pretty, but, come on, it's okay, you're going on no holiday, buddy, bye-bye. Doesn't even have a name, but it doesn't have even a name, buddy. Bad, but yeah, I, I, it's, it's, if he has to be, uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, let's see, you want to, well, let's together with them, yeah. with him. Yeah, the littlest ones over there, I'm going to gonna, Are they going to fight? Sorry, what was it about blue color chickens? Both of you. Do you want to, you know, both put them in a box? Two ladies yeah. I brought today. They both yeah. carry the blue jean. That's the same color as your poster. That's oh, blue. really? Wow. They carry carry the jean plus the spot. How do you know? Because I know who their parents are. Oh, wow. <laughs> their dad looks just like this guy, except with the big, with the big straight coat. Okay. And uh, the mom... Um, the mom was super, super, super pale. 
But, uh, yeah, so they both carry spots, and you can't see the spots on the white, because white spots on a white bird just don't fucking show. But they both carry the spots on the blue jeans, so. Hmm. Okay. Well, I was going to mainly use them for eggs, but, uh, um, but, yeah, yeah, it's interesting to know their genetic history. Yeah, I've got, as you can see, I've got too many white chickens. This guy, this little guy, this is Shelby. He's he's very tame. I love my little Shelby. But he don't get along. He don't get along with it. So he's going to be my one. I'm going to put him. I'm going to put him. Come here, my love. He I saved his life like five times for like... You know, he's totally chill. Yeah. Never part with my little shell by. That means whitey in Chinese. <laughs> little cage with his Chinese name. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For, um, the egg, you know, the egg layers. Yeah, yeah well, like when I, uh, those are fine. Make them another enclosure, maybe a little bit larger. Move the, move, yeah. So you have your own. You'll be the, king, the big king cock of the block. Okay, anyway, so yeah. Yeah. Let's see, who else can I part with? Who else can I part with? <laughs> okay, my dear. Stay here for a little while, okay? Okay. So we can continue. We can continue the tour. This is uh, another. This is Guinness's baby. Um, pretty girl. Yeah, it's very pretty. Gorgeous. This little butternut. He's got blue too. You can see the blue in it. Nice. So um, that is a little hybrid mixture between a Cochin and a and a Samani. You think? Okay. Yeah, I think so. It's either it's either pure Cochin or Cochin Samani. Mm. But the uh, the blue to blue, blue to blue can throw blue black or splash. The the, um, the genes for blue don't breed true. A, a bluebird has one copy of the blue gene. If they get two copies of the blue gene, they end up splash, which is white with black splotches. Mm. And if they get uh, no copy of the blue gene, then they end up splash. Uh, so that could be a purebred cochin, or it's a samani cochin um, hybrid. <laughs> oh yeah, you know what? I was thinking I, I could... Would you like uh, my cochin rooster? I wouldn't have any use for him. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I like the oh, little bird. He is too damn big. It's like the Aloha rooster. Uh -huh. I, I like the Aloha hen because the Aloha hens aren't quite as big, but I don't like the rooster because he's too damn big. Yeah. Nothing yeah, wrong yeah. with him. He's just too big for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like the little Yeah, I like the little ones too. The Samadhi. Well, that's, that's cool. He's, he's a character. Yeah. Um, I think the the 
other co the coaching hen, she was, uh, they were both, they just hang out here, that, you know, unlike the other. That, that one, that little girl, I'm really sure that's a little girl. Uh -huh. um, the, the light brown chick? The black uh -huh. one. Oh, yeah. The uh -huh. black one. Mm -hmm. That one's the one that it's at least half coaching. Mm -hmm. So when it, and it's, I'm, half, I'm really sure it's a girl. So when it grows up, you can uh -huh. give her to, put her with him, uh -huh. and you'll get, uh, you can get blue, blue, black, and splash babies from those two. Right up. Wow. That'd be pretty trippy. Huh? The splash ones are really pretty because they're white, white with uh, random black feathers all over. Mm. So it's kind of like Guinness, but in reverse. Oh. A white base with black feathers instead of black with white. Oh. So they're, they're really pretty. <clears throat> Lovely. And maybe a little bit more, um, you know, puffy. Look how, like, puffy look all yeah. the... Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's a cool character. Cold, You're a cool character. Sorry, dude. Yeah, I just tried to get... Get rid of you. I did was to try to get rid of you, buddy. You're, you're cool down around, even though you're not tame. <laughs> this is Captain Jack. He um he drank. Uh, I can tell him from his. Uh, he's got kind of like curled toes, and that happened. He drank some poison. Oh yeah, he drank some poison and and um, narrowly survived. That's amazing. Yeah. The one you gave me has a tumor. And his, his, his tumor in one eye. Really? Yeah, so his his eye, if, if you lift the lid, his eye's always shut. If you lift the lid, uh -huh. you can't even see his eye anymore. It started out, it was just a round round tumor. And now it's grown so big, it, you can't even see his eye. Wow, do you think it's like infected or something? No, it's definitely not infected. It's just a, it's just a tumor. Weird, I've never Weird. heard of that. It's a... Brown, brown Have you checked your water? Do you, you don't drink you don't drink your fucking faucet water, do you? Oh my god! No, please, please stop doing that. Um, get a get a distiller. So I do a distiller. Here, let me grab my fatty too while we're at it. <laughs> Let's see, let me find you a clean chair. Clean chair sits on here. I'll be right back. If you if you want to, um, I, I brought this just brought this out there so I can clean it. I cleaned that one so, so you can sit on the edge of it. So we'll throw it out. <laughs> um, here, I'll bring, yeah, you can sit there. Uh, well, yeah, that bench is clean. I just cleaned it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, what do, you, what do you think of the new and improved ranch, ranchito? I know it's a little, you know, don't mind the... 
Yeah. Rubbish. Hey, get down! No, get down! No, no, no. Shh. No, he, he's not supposed to do that. That's that's dangerous behavior for uh to allow um in a pit bull. I know. I know he's adorable. I have best planets on the planet. I best pets on the planet. Oh. <laughs> There, she was just preening. Look, she's so that's that's a good sign. Yeah. She feels relaxed enough, safe. She's the biggest. I had three three babies from 2022. These are mm -hmm. from the neighbor's egg, mm. so they're not related to the boy. Nice. Um, Very I don't pretty. Think re Very Actually, pretty. I think one of the one of the boys, the smallest <coughs> boy, came from the neighbor's egg too. So the, the smallest boy I gave you, mm -hmm. um, that one is her brother, but the bigger one isn't related. Right. Because the bigger one was for my brother. Okay, so she's going to be paired with the, the larger one eventually. When I, I'm going to, you know, the last make more enclosures um, and uh, have a pair in each enclosure, you know, maybe get like as many pairs as possible, you know, I breed them, for, uh, just for, because I enjoy it, you know, not because, uh, not for money, <laughs> I would like to involve the Samanis for, for, um, lucrative gain, yeah. I've got the one girl and the one boy, and the girl is, uh, super, super timid and nervous. I can't really put her in with any of the chickens. And she freaks out and goes into a panic. And then she's got, uh, she's got a big injury on She came, came that way. I didn't see it. The, I didn't see it when I got her. I didn't, until, I didn't realize it until I was uh, holding her and inspecting her. And I found, I was trying to figure out why she acts funny, you know? And she's got a big, uh, it's scabbed over and, and healed, but it, it looks like she got uh, hurt Attack? there before. And I don't know. So, really? Um, like uh, puncture wounds or like or what? Yeah, it looks it looks like it it feels almost like a rock in her. I guess it's it's about here on her arm. 
it feels like it felt like a like a rock there. And you can see there was there's uh we're stabbing there. Oh yeah, that was I was uh I was trying to tell you. Um yeah, and uh, Anthony helped me um get off of the, you know, do not drink the water, you know, treated like, it is, it's poison, it's contaminated, like, it, um, I use a distiller, and so I can make a, you know, enough, uh, plenty of water for myself, that's, and, and you should, let me show you something, I'm gonna show you something, man, blow your fucking mind. Huh? Stay here.